Hey y'all, this is Mallory Irvin and it's time for all of us to live fully. It's so important in this crazy world of ours that we stay connected, inspired, and motivated to be and do our best. And that's not always easy. I'm here with my guests and friends to share the stories and lessons we've learned to help you live your best life every day and truly begin living fully. Let's make it happen and get started with today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Living Fully podcast. I'm really excited to bring you guys a very requested episode today. So I'm bringing my friend, Dr. Bosman, on today, and he's going to answer a lot of the questions that you guys sent through on Instagram. So when I was planning out this next season of Fresh Episodes, I had the idea to bring more lifestyle into the season. And in particular, I wanted to bring Dr. Bosman on here because there are a lot of little things that bother us about ourselves or that we want to be empowered by to make a decision if we want to go a certain route or not go a certain route in terms of of facial aesthetics. But I just want to be really clear because my message is, is so important to me that these are things that if you're interested in, this is going to be a lot of great information for you. And if you're not, then no problem at all. So I just wanted to preface it with that. And everyone is beautiful. And I'm one that is a fan of aging beautifully and gracefully. And I ain't trying to look 22 forever. (laughs) That would be nice. But I also like the skin that I'm in now. So I want to do an intro of this episode of Dr. Beisman, in case you guys don't follow me on Instagram or you wanted to know a little bit more about his background. So Dr. Brian Beisman is an ocufacial plastic surgeon in Nashville, Tennessee. He's a clinical assistant professor at Vanderbilt University Medical Center, where he holds appointments in in the divisions of ophthalmology, dermatology, and otolaryngology, which is head and neck surgery. And I hope that I pronounced that correctly. Dr. Bosman is a member of the American Society for Laser Medicine and Surgery, of which he was a past president, and he's been recognized so many times for excellence with the use of lasers in patient care, in research, in teaching other physicians best practices in all of these things. He's been honored with multiple awards for his contributions also in the field of aesthetic occupational surgery. He lectures nationally and internationally, performs research to develop and test new drugs and devices for novel approaches to aesthetic rejuvenation. He publishes regularly in peer-reviewed scientific journals and sits on numerous editorial boards and corporate advisory boards. Dr. Bosman also maintains leadership roles in many local civic organizations. He's got three children and a great wife that also works at his practice, which has been open for I think almost 20 years now. So without further ado, I bring you my friend, Dr. Bosman. I'd like to thank today's sponsor of the podcast, CO2 Lift. We are actually going to discuss CO2 Lift in the podcast today because it's something that Dr. Bosman and I both are huge fans of. It's actually one of my initial introductions to Dr. Bosman. I asked for a transformative kind of overnight treatment. And he was like, you got to try this mask. And I have been head over heels ever since. It's a carboxy gel that basically works from the inside out. It's going to give you a glow. It's going to like rejuvenate the skin like you have never seen before. And it's something that you can buy and use in your own home now. So you'll hear more in the mid-roll ad. But I just wanted to thank CO2 Lift for sponsoring today's podcast. 
So I'm so excited to bring you my friend and a pro in this space, Dr. Bosman. Hi. Hey, Mel. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So I've been in this office many a times, and it's the first time we've been doing something like this. So I'm super excited to bring your expertise that I have had the benefit of having for years to my audience today. I had heard from a lot of people that Dr. Bosman was the guy to go to for anything aesthetic. So just as you guys heard in the in the bio, Dr. Bosman is a surgeon, and that's his specialty. But here at his practice that has been here since, what, 2002? Is 2002. that it? Almost 20 years? Lord Making me feel old. <laughs> yes. So he does cool sculpting. He does injectables. He does lasers. He does, you know, scar restoration. What do you call that? Yeah, scar revision. Re revision. Restoration. I mean, just anything and everything. Everything that I have ever heard in this town of somebody having something done by you has been a rave review. Well, thank you. And you that's work hard. very hard for that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. This podcast might seem to some people to come a little bit out of left field because I talk a lot about motivational things. I talk about showing up in the world, your best self, living a bigger life, and all of these types of things. But I'm bringing some lifestyle episodes into this season, and this one in particular, because you and I both know, I know just from being in the space of beauty, how people feel transformed and they can show up different in the world when they have their makeup done or their hair done or, you know, a, a new beautiful dress. And I think it's the same with facial aesthetics and, and treatments and restoration. It's a thousand percent true. What's really fun for me is to see someone who appears to be very attractive and you think, wow, what could this person possibly want? And there's something that they are absolutely fixated on, drives them crazy. And you're like, hmm, okay. Now that you pointed out, I see what you're talking about. Sure, we can go ahead and work on it. And they'll come back after doing something that wouldn't seem to have made to the objective observer really a lot of difference in the way someone looks, but they feel so much better about themselves. And it even sometimes, in more extreme cases, will affect the way people make eye contact with you. It'll affect the way they dress. I remember one patient in particular, it's kind of an interesting story. She came in, she had kind of bright pink hair and a real low-cut dress, and basically saying, look anywhere but my face. And she had some concerns. She had acne scarring. And when we finished her treatment, she came back and she was wearing a business suit and she was very professional and her hair was blonde. And I walked in and I'm thinking, okay, I know I should know this person. who I didn't even recognize her because it had made such a difference in her self-confidence. That's really fun. Yeah, that's really, and it's so powerful. And, you know, it's not to say that you need any of these types of things to show up in the world as the person that you want to be. In fact, you always say that. You always say, like, if somebody else told you you need something fixed or altered, or if you feel like it's going to get you somewhere in life or something, then, like, that's the wrong reasons to do it. hundred percent. You don't do these things because you expect that your relationship is going to improve with your significant other or because you'll start it's going to change your dating life or change things professionally. There are people who feel that in order to stay in the mix, they need to keep looking young. 
But to come in to have a procedure done and expecting because you've done something, you're going to be further ahead in life in some way is absolutely the wrong motivation. You do it for your own internal motivation. My job is not to make people feel insecure about themselves. It's to help them figure out what it is that they might be bothered by when it comes to aesthetics. And some people just say, you know what, I'm actually okay where I am, but I'm 35 or 40 or 50, whatever the number is. And I just really want to get on a plan where I can look the same or better in 10 years as I do today. And that's fine too. My goal is to, I'm not afraid of, of aging, which I think a lot of people that are confident in their looks are, but I want to feel like I look like myself and I want to feel fresh and bright. And you have brought me just, you know, under your wing and taught me so much about aesthetics as I've been coming to you guys. And so I want to kind of talk about that today so that whether it's someone that's listening that's 22 and they're like, everybody keeps talking about preventative Botox or whether it's someone that's 35 and is like, I just look a little bit different than I did 10 years ago. And I'd like to you know, just tweak here and there. Or if it's somebody that's 55 or 60 and they're getting ready to be the mother of the bride or something and they're like, I just want to look a little bit younger, fresher, you know, what, whatever it is. Because the goal is not always to look younger. It's about, it's, a, it's about just feeling and looking like yourself so the outside matches the inside, I feel like, or that's what I feel. That's actually one of the most insightful statements you'll hear someone make. It really is because it's not about looking, quote, younger. Someone who's 50, if they look like they're 25, something's off. That, that, that's not a yeah. good thing. Yeah. And, and to be to keep chasing every wrinkle or line, is that's not the point. But you're right. It's always to be looking your best self. Yes. And there's some things, obviously, that we can do here. But there's also you know, responsibility of people to take care of themselves, too. Yes, uh-huh. And that is something that's really important. And, you know, we know that all the celebrities just look like they do because they do yoga, they drink water and they get good sleep. But <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The reality is, is different. But... I've been coming to Dr. Bosman's office for a long time. And I'm not going to say who, but you know, you see everybody who's everybody walking in and out of this office. And, you know, Sometimes. They're just getting the water, though. It ain't, they're just getting the water. <laughs> the water here is super good, and they got great places to take naps. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so let's start out with some of these questions. So I, I asked my audience some of these questions that they had, because I really think, you know, if you guys are going to dip your toe into the water of anything, you know, whether it's just skincare, whether it's cool sculpting, whether it's an injectable, even if it's something that I don't have experience in, like, you need to be empowered with the right information. Don't be headed to the Botox party at 30 and getting this heavy Botox in your forehead to where your brows are drooping. There are so many things that can go wrong. So I know a lot of my listeners are not in Nashville. If you're in Nashville, Dr. Bosman is the only person to go to, in, in my opinion, for anything. And I'll put his website and all of his information in the show notes. But if you're in a different city, we want to empower you guys and answer some of your questions. So I have a lot of younger listeners and a lot of questions were about preventative Botox. People would ask questions like, is it really a thing? Do I really need to start getting in my 20s? Is it going to make it worse in my 30s? Well, I lose that elasticity and it'll make it worse than it was before. So let's talk a little bit about that. A lot of us who've been doing this for a long time noticed that it really does seem to make a difference if people have a healthy lifestyle overall, good diet, sun protection, but using Botox, they just looked better 
over time than the people who waited until they were 55 or whatever to start taking care of themselves. I, as you mentioned, I'm a surgeon and I've operated on people who've been using Botox for 20, 25 years. There's no difference in the muscles surgically. If you look under the microscope, there's no difference. They function well. So to answer the part, is it dangerous to your body to use it for long periods of time? It's not. Botox doesn't build up in your system. It doesn't make your skin any worse over the long run. It doesn't make your muscles any worse over the long run. There's no maximum lifetime dosage of Botox that you can use. But it does seem that people who start using Botox early do look great over a longer period of time. Botox is great in your early 20s. Is it 21, 22, 23? It doesn't make a difference. If you've got the wrinkles and lines, then I think it's okay to do it. If you don't, you don't have to. And if you feel like in your mind, if Botox is something that's not for you to your 30, that's fine too. Right. Which was, you know, in my, in my case, I did not, well, I don't have lines in my forehead. I, I just, my forehead just doesn't move that much. So I did not need Botox in my 20s, but I see a lot of people around me that will come to me and be like, I have these lines. Do you think I should, you know, go to Dr. Bosman? I'm always like, you should, you should ask him because the, the lines just get deeper and deeper. And over the last four years since I've been married, I have been, I was trying to look at the actual percentage. I've been pregnant or nursing like 86 or 87% of the time. So it's not always an option for me, but I've had it here, here and there a couple times, you know, in my thirties from, from Dr. Basman. And it is something that, you know, I don't really need much. I just kind of get it just between my brows a little bit where I feel like a, a crease could come. And it's like, yeah, it smooths it out and it keeps it just looking fresh. Several people ask about cellulite. A few people ask about cellulite, like if cool sculpting would correct cellulite. But let's just talk about you know, cellulite really quickly in general. Like I said, my experience started with Dr. Basman with cool sculpting. I had a great experience with cool sculpting. I am very fortunate and until like later in my life, now I can see some kind of cellulite forming, but it's just, I never had, have had issues with cellulite, but I did have this weird problem fat around my stomach and especially on my back. And I did a brand deal with Cool Sculpting. They approached me and were like, would you like to try this? And I'm so glad that I did not for the brand deal, but for meeting you. And Cool Sculpting was extremely effective for me. I'm looking at the pictures right now and RIP that stomach post C-sections, but it looked really good and it was really effective at removing that fat that just wouldn't go away. So I'm sorry, because I, I went from cellulite to Cool Sculpting. So to talk just a tad about Cool Sculpting before we go into cellulite, I felt and long term, I have kept that shape. However, as I gain weight, obviously, like I'm getting bigger everywhere, but I can still see like the curve in in my waist that cool sculpting formed. And it was really effective, I thought, super effective. So we can talk about non-invasive body contouring in general. So for any of you listening who aren't as familiar with exactly what we're talking about, what we're really talking about is ways to get rid of unwanted fat that actually are effective and work. And as Mallory's suggesting, we'll give you that long lasting result. And there is a bunch of technologies on the market, but there's only one 
that really has been shown to be reliably and reproducibly effective over the long run for the vast majority of patients treated, and that's cool sculpting. Cool sculpting uses cold to essentially kill some of the fat cells. Every other device out there uses heat in some way. And heat just isn't as effective. The reason nobody else uses cold is because of legal reasons. Cool sculpting was very, very smart in getting the intellectual property so that no one else can use cold to get rid yes, of that. Yes, that's very smart. So there's lots of other alternatives, none of which use cold. If, if you find another place which is claiming to use cold that's not cool sculpting, definitely don't, don't do go it. there. <laughs> and really, non-invasive body contouring, which is to get rid of unwanted fat. We can do it everywhere from under the chin to the little puff around the bra strap sometimes to, as Mallory was saying, the back, the thighs, the belly, the love handles, inner thighs, pretty much anywhere on the body you have unwanted fat. We, we can treat it with cool sculpting. And it was effective because I did it in some different areas. And But I will say, because I did get some questions about how much weight should I lose before I try cool sculpting. Cool. You know, I wasn't going to go under the knife. It's not like I was going to do surgery. I just, I didn't need it. Not that if anybody chooses to go that route, well, you know, that's if that's for you, that's fine to do. But I just didn't want that. I wanted something non-invasive. And you're awake, you're sitting in a chair, like it's, it's hooked up to you, you can be on your phone, you're in and out. No no downtime, really. Like you feel a little bit like cold and like you can't really feel the area. Kind of crampy and numb. Yeah, a little a bit, but it was pretty much just kind of like in and out. But I, I had done Weight Watchers, I had exercised every day, I was in pretty good shape. It wasn't a weight loss thing for me. It was stubborn fat. But it's never a weight loss thing. That's a great, really important point that you make. We like people to be within ideally 15 or so pounds of their ideal body weight. Sometimes we'll push it up to 25 depending yeah. on. But people get a little bit caught up too in this whole concept of ideal body weight. For those of you who are really athletic, remember that muscle weighs more than fat. And ideal body weight does not apply to people who are muscular because what the bathroom scale says and what your body composition is are two different things. So it's not just about weight, but for people who are trying to look for a weight loss method, this is not a weight loss right. method. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to say. So then on to cellulite. Does cool sculpting help with cellulite? So cool sculpting does not really help with cellulite. Cellulite refers to the dimpling or the rippling or the waviness that people get in their skin surface. It occurs in 85 to 90% of women. Guys do not get cellulite, oh, which is another unfair things. thing. <laughs> but one of the really important points is some people in their minds associate cellulite with weight or weight loss will make cellulite better. It will not. Weight loss has nothing to do with making cellulite better. So people will starve themselves. They do all these crazy things trying to get the cellulite better. That will not affect it. So cellulite has to do with some the way the collagen bundles are organized under the skin surface. And that's, I know, a scientific type of thing, but it's, it's a real deal. And one of the things that's kind of poisoned the water for cellulite treatment is there really hasn't been anything dependable reliable and there's been so much snake oil and so much there's garbage a lot of snake oil. and junk and <laughs> i mean it's it really has made it 
sort of a, a murky water type of thing. But it's kind of a cool time in aesthetic medicine now because we are starting to see some actual treatments that really do make a difference in really? cellulite. Okay. Any that you do here or that you so will be doing here in the there's future? There's nothing that is available today. Well, that's not true. There's For years, I've done a surgical procedure called subcision to release dimples and cellulite. For limited areas, that does well. And that we've, I've been doing for, for years. But the most exciting next thing that we're going to be seeing has already been FDA approved. We're part of some of the clinical trials with it. It just hasn't been launched yet. The official launch actually is this coming weekend. I haven't think about it. So in March of 2021 will be the official launch of this product. Its name is Quo, Q-W-O, Quo. And what Quo does, it's an injectable. So we look for the dimples in cellulite and we inject the dimples. And the product is effective. It's not going to make every last ripple or whatever better, but for people who have dimpling, and we're starting now to see some more data where you can see that the overall appearance has improved. It's for real. Interesting. People are going to be so excited when they hear this. So let's do some of these quick questions. Sure. Secrets of the stars and secrets of the brides. People would ask for, for both of those. And I know that you do a lot of both. Me having been a bride coming in here, I said, what is the game changing thing that you can do to my face? And I I wasn't getting, you know, certain things, but I was like, I want to look, you know, I want the Cinderella thing. I want to look the best that I've ever looked. Is there anything that you can do that'll make me look better tomorrow or the next day? And you said, oh, yeah, I have this mask, the yeah, CO2 for, lift. If it's a tomorrow or the next day thing, <laughs> then the CO2 lift mask, which you're, you, you are very familiar with, is a really neat product. And you, yeah. it's a mask you apply to your face. You do have to really be still for 45 to 60 minutes. You can't be on your phone. You can't be moving around. You have to just give yourself a few minutes, close your eyes, lie down chill, put in earbuds, listen to some music, whatever, because it's important that you not move your face while the mask is on to get best results. But it really is pretty cool. Yeah. And it's uh, it's under $100. You can buy, you introduced me to this. And now like I tell everybody about it because it's really, no matter your age, no matter your, what type of skin you have, it just, it seems to work for everyone. Age, race, gender, young, old, if your skin looks dry, tired, or even if it looks pretty good, but you want to look red carpet good or wedding day good, yeah, I mean, it's an awesome. Okay, so awesome CO2 lift, and I'll put like a link where you guys can get that in the um, show notes. And then, what are some other like, you know, secrets of the stars that you can say well, without you are, saying you are, the you star? You already said that, that, that it's yoga and water, right? <laughs> Besides the yoga and water, is there something they're doing that we need to know about? So there's no real substitute for great skincare. One of my dear friends, who's a, a very well-known dermatologist, and her name is Doris Day, like the actress, but her, she's a dermatologist. She's on Good Morning America regularly, but she's a, a dear friend, has a saying, and I, I might misquote her, but I think what Doris, Doris likes to say, which is so true, is that nothing looks better on your face in your 50s 
than sun protection in your 20s. Mm. And it is so true. Good sun protection and good skincare, which what does good skincare look like? It'll vary from patient to patient, but certainly there are some routines that we can talk about or key ingredients that are really important. Now, if someone comes in two weeks before their wedding, sort of, you know, that is not going to give you time to do much with skincare. Maybe you can do a chemical peel, a really light one. But our general rule of thumb for brides is I really don't like to do anything other than a CO2 lift the last month before the wedding. Okay. About, so you typically like to see a bride like a year before a wedding. That's to, my perfect right. world. If I could live in a perfect world, that that would that would be it. And same is true for celebrities with red carpet and all the you know these big events. The longer lead time we have now, you don't typically get a year. I mean, in a perfect world, you do. And yeah. so sometimes people will organize themselves with red carpet events. They don't always know if they're going to be invited to the event or not. And even for weddings, sometimes they can happen a little bit more quickly than, than you assume, where you got so many things to do that coming to see me doesn't yeah. you know, make the list because you got to find a venue and a caterer and planner and some other things. And you're like, oh man, I'm going to do my face yeah. too. The sooner, the better. And then we just sort of like make a plan. And again, my goal is to get someone wedding ready by a month from the wedding for for brides and for the for the mother for bride because that last month as you can relate to is hectic crazy and you don't really want to be running to the doctor to get stuff done but skincare injectables lasers most young people don't need aggressive laser treatments by any means but sometimes we can use lasers to really freshen the skin up and it can make a really big, just a few laser treatments sometimes. Yeah, and I've had some really laser treatments here. Like the V-beam I've tried, which I've got some redness on my face. So one day when I was in here, we, we tried a V-beam. I definitely saw some improvement from that. I, I thought the coolest one, though, was the other one that I did where, what was the laser called? I have these blue veins under my eyes. I have natural under eye bags. It's just, it's hereditary. I just kind of have a hollow under my eye. It's not really like something that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't show up in the world with this. So I'm like, you know, whatever we can do. I try good under eye creams and and I I was in here one day and Molly or Tammy, you got so many amazing people that work here that I adore. And they were, one of them said, you know, you can take the blue out of those veins. And there was this laser that they, you put in metal contacts, which was the most painful part of the whole thing. And they just zapped these, these veins around my eyes and took them away in one session. They said sometimes it'll take two sessions, but it made the biggest difference for me. Such it's a another big self confidence thing. thing. People are make crazy by their blue veins. Now you brought up a really good point, which is under eye filler. So we do use fillers under around the eyes for a couple of different reasons. And really, let's focus on the two main reasons: either people who are born with just hollow under eyes, like you mentioned, and they just feel like they look tired or people ask me, tired, is everything okay? I can't, I'm fine. I, you know, I got plenty of sleep. I just look tired. Look, quote, looking tired can be a lot of things, but it's usually under eye issues. So one reason to use fillers is to fill in the hollowness. The other reason is for people who were either were born with puffy lower lids or over time, they start to develop some puffiness in their lower lids as a hereditary thing. Sometimes you need to do surgery for if there's enough puffiness which is what I do, but there's other times when we can use fillers to camouflage that puffiness because in the aesthetic ideal, 
there's a nice smooth transition from the eyelid to the cheek. So my whole goal is how do I make that eyelid and cheek blend together smoothly? Yeah. Maybe with surgery, maybe with filler, maybe something else, whatever. But those are the two main things. Okay, guys, I just wanted to give another brief mention to our sponsor of today's podcast, the CO2 Lift. You've heard Dr. Beisman and I already discuss the mask. It's something that I swear by. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you see me putting this kind of gooey Mrs. Doubtfire looking mask on my skin. I take it off and my skin is literally glowing and hydrated. It's it's transformative. It's a carboxy gel mask. So it's not just like an ordinary face mask. You're actually giving yourself a carboxy treatment. It delivers carbon dioxide. It's, I'm pretty sure, the only scientifically proven carboxy gel on the market. Basically, it's going to regenerate the tissue on the skin where you apply the mask. It increases hydration, which is obviously part of the foundation of anti-aging and youth. <laughs> and there's this saying, you don't get old, you dry up, <laughs> which actually makes a lot of sense. So moisture and hydration is truly something that can help the longevity of your skin. Another thing that I really love about it is, is it makes all of your other skincare products more effective. That and as a busy mom, I can literally do this from the comfort of my own home. I can put it on my face, I can relax or like do whatever I need to do. And I'm literally getting a treatment like I was the day that I was in Dr. Basman's office getting it the very first time. I have a discount code that I will include in the show notes. And if you guys haven't tried the CO2 lift, I'm telling you, and like I said, you hear Dr. Basman and I talk about it today. It is a killer product and one that I have used for years and years, and I foresee myself using forever. I just wanted to thank them for sponsoring today's episode. And now back to the episode. Circling back to, to skincare, because you were talking about that, you know, there's no substitute for, for that. And man, I wish I could go back into my 20s and, and really apply sunscreen better. I, I just didn't. I, I was not great about taking care of my skin. My mom was amazing at it, and her skin looks... It, much better than mine will look at her age. My sister was great at it, but I just, I was just a sun lover. And I wish that I could go back and, you know, self tanners and stuff were just kind of coming out on the market. They were still kind of orangey and people were spray, doing spray tans. But now there are so many amazing products that create a tan. Sometimes that's more beautiful than a real tan anyway. So there's no excuse for anyone now to not use sunscreen, which uh, I was talking to you last night and I said, what's the one thing if people could spend their money on one thing? And you said sunscreen. Sunscreen. That's that shoot. So, sun protection for sure. Okay, so what can you save on and what can you splurge on with skincare? So save on, I think, cleansers and moisturizers are areas where you can save. You can get some really good products that don't have to be crazy expensive at all, that do a good job. I think are that's a good area to uh, to save. Areas where you need to spend your retinoids are can be somewhat pricey your growth factors and your antioxidants and growth factors you're talking about a lot of serums like the one that i buy here that tns serum from skin medica so so tns and actually the new tns has growth factors it has it has peptides yeah, that's but it's, why it's so that, expensive. Feed, that feeds your skin <laughs> that's why it's expensive but it, you get so many different ingredients in one product it really is a great one it's not cheap for an ideal world, you can use it twice a day. But even if you apply it just once a day, 
That's really a great okay. product. And is a retinoid, you're saying like a retinol? Like, like a that's retinol come. or retin okay. So I've used myself, I've used 0.1% retinoin, which is, which is retin, that's a me, the medical name for retin-A, which is the highest strength I've used for years and years and years. And I use it during the summertime and I use it during the wintertime. And every now and then your skin does get dry from it. There's lo- all different kinds of skin. And my skin is pretty used to all kinds of yeah, stuff. You got um, good skin. But for people who have sensitive skin, there is a product for you. A lot of times people will tell us, well, you know what? I tried a retinol, I tried a retin-A or whatever, and I just got so red and irritated, I just quit using it. The idea is there is a retinoid for you. It's just you use You've got to figure out which one to use and how to best use it. People ask about, just kind of on the same subject, is medical grade skincare really worth it? Yes. A lot of people, because a lot of my demographic is having babies right now, they ask for, you know, what can I do while I'm pregnant? Or when I'm pregnant, am I going to reverse everything that I've done because you can't do anything, you know, while you're pregnant? People ask, is there anything that can replace Botox that you can use that's non-toxic while pregnant? There's really no good replacement, honestly. There are products, and you mentioned Revox 7. Yeah, I used that. Spoke. I felt like it did work for me, but I don't need it. Some people of- like it, and I honestly would have to check the label to see if yeah. it's approved for use in pregnancy or not. And off the top of my head, I don't know. The bottom line is there's no great replacement for Botox uh, for people when they're pregnant. It's also not a time, even if someone is willing to do laser treatments or whatever, it's really not the best time to do a lot of those things. Superficial chemical peels are totally fine. Sunscreen, of course, is totally fine. Uh, You want to avoid the retinoids. So any retin-A, retinol, anything like that, you you shouldn't use when you're pregnant. Because even though you're just putting it on your skin, it is getting absorbed. Right, right. Yeah. And of course, you know, ask your OB if you're curious about any of these things or product. I literally brought my skincare into into my OB and And I said, can you look at this? Yeah. And then speaking on pregnancy, people ask about melasma and stretch marks. Is that something that lasers can be effective at helping with post-pregnancy? I love the way you said helping. <laughs> yeah, because you can't take them yes, off. Yes, <laughs> we can help. So we can't cure. So, so what is it? Melasma is the term that's used for what the layperson might call the mask of pregnancy. It's when you get pigmentation on your forehead, your cheeks, sometimes around your mouth. It tends to be made worse by hormonal changes. It can be just birth control pills, IUDs. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Okay. Pregnancy, and you can go outside, and if you go outdoors and you get exposed to ultraviolet light, it can exacerbate it and make it even much worse. So it's a tough problem. So there isn't a cure. Like if you've got an infection, I can give you antibiotics, and I can cure your infection. It's gone. It's not going to come back unless for some reason you get an infection again. Melasma is more along the lines, and I hate to even make these comparisons because it's not dangerous in any way, but it's kind of like high blood pressure or or diabetes. You can't cure it. You can manage it. You can help it. You can keep it at bay, but you can't totally make it go away. So how do we treat melasma? Sunscreen, number one. Topical treatment with bleaching agents, number two. There's actually a pill you can take by mouth that if you need a magic bullet, it really does work and it's effective. I wouldn't want to keep someone on it forever, 
But it, for those cases where other things have failed, that's an option. And lasers can play a role as well. Okay. And then the same thing with stretch marks. It's like you're not going to get that line to go away, but you can take the color out, right? If you have red stretch marks, for sure, we can make that better. And you should make those better pretty quickly. White stretch marks are tougher. We can often make them better with laser treatment. Not the same laser that takes away the red, but there are lasers that we can use to help make stretch marks better. The other thing that we're doing to improve skin quality the body, the neck, the face, whatever, is injecting a product called Radiesse, which is diluted way down. So if the issue with the stretch mark isn't color, but it's skin quality and texture, sometimes we can improve that by injecting um, some dilute Radiesse. Sometimes we do that in conjunction with laser, but yeah, it's another kind of interesting thing we can yeah. do. Yeah. When you come into a provider that is knowledgeable, that has the experience that Dr. Bosman has, which is rare to find... It's really cool how you can look at someone's face and say, mm, we could do this little tweak right here and make this really huge improvement. And, you know, all the things that we've talked about today, there's different levels that different people will need of all of these things. And, and of course, like Dr. Bosman said, you need to make sure that you go to a reputable person, which is very important. I'm seeing all these dang parties and I'm like, oh, a party. Okay. Now, don't you be getting your injectable at a party. Unless it's Dr. Baswin's party. Yeah, we don't know. We're not, we're not doing injectables at a party. He ain't doing no parties. But this was really a wealth of information for people to empower them and equip them. I'm making sure that we kind of hit everything that, that everybody asks about. And I got over 10,000 questions overnight. Yeah. So I really tried to like compile. Actually, you know what? A lot of people did ask about lip flips and Botox in the lips versus lip fillers and what lip filler you like in particular. I don't want to skip that one because a lot of people did ask that one as I look at my list. So let's talk about lips. Let's talk about lip aesthetics in general, because this is a super, super important topic. Size isn't everything. Okay. And sometimes people get in their mind, they want more, more, more in size. First of all, and you mentioned earlier, overall aesthetics, your lips have to fit your face. If you've got a petite little face, there's only so much volume that your lips should have. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in LA. <laughs> it's not a whole story. LA, South Florida, maybe. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's really important to keep lip proportionality. The proportionality between the upper and lower lip can vary. Some people will have a one-to-one -one balance, but in many cases, you want the lower lip more full than the upper. So sometimes people will come in and say, I just want a little bit in my upper lip. That may or may not be okay. It's usually mm -hmm. not. Usually you need to keep them it's like balanced. It's the balance. Yeah. Balanced with each other, balanced with the face as a whole. Now, depending on what it is we're trying to accomplish with fillers, the product that we choose may vary. Some people just need a little bit of almost injectable lip gloss type of effect yeah. because their volume's pretty good and everything's pretty good. They just need a real fine light filler to kind of make those little lines disappear and make them a little bit more lush. Other times people... So what would that be? What would that product be called? Oh, there's several that, that you okay. can use. One of my favorites is a newer product in the market actually called RHA2. It's made by... And it's not one that's gotten a lot of marketing or whatever. RHA2 is a really neat product Another product that some people like to use in that way is Juvederm Volbella. Volbella does sometimes cause some inflammatory problems, so it's important to ask about that before you get treated with it, but it's a very nice 
filler for people who want to use it. I don't, don't currently use Volbella, but it's it, it meets that niche. I use RHA2 when looking for that. They're kind of very soft, gentle fill. Um, there's also a Restylane product. Restylane Refine can, can sort of do that. Now, people who need more structural support for their lip because their lip just doesn't have the pretty shape that they'd like, need to use something that's got more structural backbone to it. And Restylane is a really good example of that. What the Lip Flip does, that's actually a Botox injection. Lip Flip is done by injecting into the white part of the upper lip to relax the muscle that makes your lips purse. Because when you do that, you, the lip will actually evert a little bit and you will show a little bit more of the red part of the lip. And some people love that. The only downside to it is it can affect the way the your way, mouth moves, the way your lips function a That's little what bit. I was just thinking to myself, I would be nervous right. to do that. And so you asked about what celebrities do. There's if lip injections are done well, you shouldn't be able to tell that someone right. has, has injections. Yeah. But what I do try to usually avoid on especially singers and this is Nashville, right? So many of our celebrities are singers. I don't like to use Botox in their lips if they're singing because even a tiny little bit of adjusted function can be important to them. But some people love the way Botox makes their lips look and, and they'll come back. And occasionally people will come in and that's all they want is their lip flip and they're good. Interesting. So it's more of like a love it or hate it. Like people either come in I, and... I find that they love it or they hate it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Okay. And then on that last question, what about filler migration? People ask a lot about something called filler migration. Is I'm assuming that's where the filler, you place it somewhere and it migrates somewhere else. Yes. And all I can really say is that if filler is injected well... That shouldn't really be much of an issue. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. That's why it's important to go to a reputable person. Yeah, that should not be much of an issue. Yeah. It, rarely you can see it, but for the most part, if the appropriate product is used, amount is used, and location is used, that shouldn't be a big concern. Yeah. And, you know, this is actually a good question. For your first injection, should you go to an MD or a PA for the first one? So one of the hard things, Mallory, is it's hard, it's actually impossible to legislate competence. By that I mean just because you're a doctor or just because you're a PA or just because you're a nurse doesn't automatically mean that you're good at it. So what I really recommend is finding someone who's extremely knowledgeable, extremely experienced. And just because they did a good job when your girlfriend or your girlfriend liked them doesn't mean that's the right person for you. Go remember, like I said earlier, this is a medical treatment. Talk to whoever's going to be doing your injections the same way you would if you're having breast augmentation or if you're having a surgical procedure, you want to know what do you plan to do? What is your vision for what it should look like? What can I expect? What type of risks or downsides are there and make sure that you're well informed as a consumer before you go in and then make your decision based on the answers you get. 
I think that's great advice. And, you know, all of the things that we talked about in today's podcast, the majority of them you can have done here at Dr. Basman's office. I'll put his information in the show notes. But if you're not, and if you're choosing to do something like that, I think the one thing that I like that we've talked about had nothing to do with medical treatments at all. And it's that make sure you're doing this for the right reasons. Make sure that you have found the person that you want to be and, and show up in the world as, as best you can before you go down this road. And I'm not one that thinks people are, are beautiful, like if they look like a certain trend, if they've got the big lips and the, those women are beautiful, but I love a natural beauty. I love someone that ages gracefully. And it's really cool that today we've actually talked a lot about that because it's a big part of aesthetics and, and why you're so great and renowned. It is. Well, thank you for saying that, but it really is important. It's important to just keep the big picture in mind. What are we doing? I mean, I'm fortunate to have long-term relationships with people and with mothers and daughters and with actually three generations and families. And, you know, it's about helping people feel good, look their best for however they want to look at that time. And that's really what it is. You know, it shouldn't, it's not about trying to get people to do things or do procedures they don't want. But one of the things that's super, super important for anyone listening before you have something done, make sure you understand what it is you're getting into, what you can expect, what the recovery is like, and make sure that what you have in mind for what you want as an outcome is going to be addressed by that treatment. Because so often I hear people come in and they say, this is the problem I've got, and I had this, this, and this, all of which had no chance of fixing the problem because it wasn't the right treatment yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, and it just takes a little bit of education. So. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. Do your homework. Awesome. Well, this was a really great podcast, and we've really equipped people, I feel like, with the knowledge that they need if they want to go down this road. And I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you, Mallory. You, you have such great messaging. People really, and women in particular, really are beautiful with or without this. This is just icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Just icing on the cake. <laughs> I love how you said that. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Bosman, And thank you to all of you who tuned in to listen. Tune in next Monday for more. Thanks for joining us on Living Fully with Mallory Irvin. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss a single minute of encouragement and inspiration to live your best life. Want more? Join us on MalloryIrvin.com so we can connect with you on Instagram and YouTube. Start living your life now. You've only got one. We'll see you next time.